welcome to the podcast. Coming to you from the Midwest Coast. I'm inside that miraculous establishment, the Midwest Healing Center, Leg of the Ozarks Podcast, Studio B. This is the new old school podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Tell somebody about the podcast. It's all free. You can download any of these free apps to any mobile device, Podbean, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iTunes Store, and Spotify. Every one of them's free. I mean, it's freer than a visit from the FBI. Come on, did you see this raid on President Trump's home? Let's, let's go raid people's homes in the middle of the night. You know, you know, because he might have something. He might. I mean, we don't know. Let's just go look and see. Well, they did see, and everything they found was, surprise, perfectly legal and all declassified information. No Russian secrets, no nuclear codes like the news outlets were trying to say. It's not Trump's Watergate. Nice try, Rachel Madcow. No, just a bunch of stuff that go in a presidential library for all to see. Listen, get the apps. It's way more exciting. And, hey, everything I have is declassified information for you. Well, how's everybody doing today? I'm sorry. I know I missed last week. I was in Michigan, of all places, for about, what, seven days or so? So uh, I'm back. I'm here. I'm ready to give you some life-changing information as we are in number 13 of our series, How to Receive Healing. And we are about to wrap this one up, get into the next thing coming soon. But as we have said in our previous podcast, we just needed to go back just pull back a little bit on this topic because I was noticing that many people have been overwhelmed by information on how to receive healing. And we got people just drowning in steps to receive and this video showed that and this one shows this and minister so-and-so did it this way and a friend of mine, they got the healing that way. We just wanted to go back, go to the basics, basic biblical ways to receive healing. And uh, we are still looking... um, into these gifts of the Spirit. I'm talking about those gifts found in 1 Corinthians 12. And the main thing to remember about these gifts is they are as the Spirit wills, meaning these gifts do not manifest at all times in all situations. You understand if they did, then there would be no need for faith whatsoever because these gifts require no faith at all. We have seen that in these stories we've looked into. So to simplify it, when it's faith-based healing, right? Faith is very important. When faith is involved in healing, it's the sick person or persons seeking out God or Jesus for that healing based off the information that they have accumulated through hearing or through seeing. For example, the woman with an issue of blood, we know her story started out when she heard of Jesus. Now, what she heard caused her to move based off the info she had. She sought out Jesus. And then, of course, we know Jesus addressed her faith. Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. But now, on the other hand, the gifts of the Spirit in operation, it's God or Jesus seeking the sick person out while they may have no faith for healing at all. And that will be when the gifts of the Spirit are in operation. So that man at the pool of Bethesda, now it says that place was packed out with sick people. And this time, what? We don't see Jesus healing them all. This is one of those few times that we see a story where there's so many sick people there and Jesus did not heal them all. Now, why would Jesus not heal them all? He's in a perfect position. He was moved by a manifestation of the gifts in operation to go to the one. And when he did, he asked, would you be made whole? Well, the man gave all the reasons why he could not be made whole. 
where was the man's faith? The man's faith was in the moving of the water. We come to find out he didn't even know that it was Jesus standing in front of him. No faith. But Jesus says, take up your bed and walk. And he did. How? That was a manifestation of one of the more of the gifts in operation through Jesus for that man only at that time. Now, here's the thing. Now, guys, faith is the rule. Now, you can be healed any time of anything by faith. 16 of the 19 specific healing miracles of Jesus in the Gospels were done by faith. Now, three were the gifts in operation. So not to diminish the gifts in any way. I'm just saying you can always believe by faith to receive. And yet I think we should always be aware and ready for the gifts to be in operation. Because I think we have missed them before because of a lack of knowledge and recognizing when Holy Spirit might had been trying to use us in those gifts where we felt like I should go minister to that person, but why would I? They didn't ask me to. They're not giving out any signals for me to go to them and and to pray for them. And, you know, maybe they're just doing their shopping or, or, you know, whatever situation. Why would I do that? Well, it could be Holy Spirit was trying to nudge you to steer you to go to them and minister to them. So we're learning to be more spiritually aware so that when that does take place, hey, we can be available. We can be available to move and it does take faith. Listen, it does take faith on our part to get to know Holy Spirit in such a way to know that when I move, I know he's there and he's already set up the miracle. So we're still looking into these gifts, a few of them specifically, what we call the power gifts. And we're still looking into the gifts of healings, plural, the gifts of healings. Listen, nobody has the gift of healing. Gosh, we hear people say that. We hear people say, oh, so-and-so has the gift of healing. No, they don't. No, they don't. Now, they can, through faith, administer healing, yes. And so possibly they have that area settled in their life where healing by faith and through faith is somewhat more so settled in their hearts. So it would appear that, yes, they get greater results in that area. But don't be fooled into thinking that you can't do the same because you can. I know in my own life it was a progression. And eventually, through the years, healing has settled in my heart. It's just something I've studied, I've read, I've seen it, I've walked in it. It was kind of my main topic, if you will. I've been told I'm a one-trick pony at times because I just dove into healing and miracles biblically, and just that was really my groove, right? So it would appear as though I have some special anointing because there were so many great results. No, the truth was, I just have this particular area settled in my heart. Now, let's say uh, you want to talk about finances, I'm not as strong in that area where some others are, where some others seem to be able to walk in finances much stronger and maybe not in healing or vice versa. But it all comes down to just what it is you're going to dive into and give your attention to in the word of God. So I haven't grown my faith in that area as the same level as healing, but to say I couldn't would be a lie. It would simply require me to hear, to study, to search through the scriptures as much as I have healing and miracles and then believe what I've heard and I've read the same way I do about healing. Because you know it's the same faith, right? So that's what we're looking at is healing through the gifts of the Spirit and operation manifest through somebody uh, unto another as the Spirit wills. And so, listen, it, it, it will still take faith on the ministering side to allow Holy Spirit to manifest as he wills through you, right? He won't possess you. He won't make you move your feet and open your mouth to speak. You still have to yield to that gift being in operation and trust Holy Spirit. So I want to be sure that we, we pound this today, the difference of ministering through the gifts and by faith. There's been confusion on this for a long time. And we have some say that, well, any time that you received healing, it was through the gifts of the Spirit in operation. 1 Corinthians 12, 28 and 30, and God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then the gifts of healings, help, administrations, varieties of tongues, are all apostles, 
are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? Do all have the gifts of healings? We're specifically talking about something. Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? He didn't say can do all are all able to get somebody healed. That's not what he said. Do all have the gifts of healings? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? Again, can you speak in tongues? Yes, but that's not what this is talking about. Do all interpret? Notice it, it says that God sets some, sets some in the church. So he isn't referring to necessarily the spiritual gifts as we see in verse 27. You're the body of Christ and members in, in, in particular. Paul is saying that God has set men equipped with spiritual gifts in the body, and then he names them. Now, these are gifts are given to the church, not an individual. These are given to the church to bless the person. To bless, I mean, to bless the, to, to bless the body, not just the person, right? It's, it is a ministry. And Paul is saying that, yes, there are ministries in which these gifts will manifest more so and more so consistently. So, for example, like somebody, uh, like an evangelist, would be in a position to see the gifts manifest more so because of the audience they minister to, possibly being in the presence of those who would attend meetings where healing was sought out more so, uh, maybe like being out on the street ministering or tent revivals or even what we would call healing meetings, miracle meetings. So it would make sense that in that setting more so, let's say, than what we call a prophetic conference. Well, other gifts would possibly be manifested more so in that setting. So he says, well, does everybody have the ministry of an apostle? Well, we know the answer is no. Prophet, no. Teacher, no. Now, again, can everybody operate in some level of these? Yes, but you understand we're talking about those who are specifically called to these, right? We know the difference. You can prophesy and not be a prophet of God. Do do you hear me? We can all, we're all encouraged to prophesy, but that does not make you stand in the office of a prophet. There are some who are called specifically to these positions to be a blessing to the church. Now, that being said, I don't want you to focus so much on the callings and the titles and the names because, gosh, that has been so abused. And I really just hate it that if we can get into the ditch on something, we do it. Because then what takes place is we begin to only listen to those with the titles. And well, so so and so is a prophet. Well, yes. But that doesn't mean that sister so-and-so can't have a prophecy for the church too. Well, so-and-so is such a teacher. Well, yes, but that doesn't mean that brother so-and-so can't teach as well. But that's what we do. I've seen it. Titles, titles. If you got one, you're in. Well, we're going to listen and we forget that as the spirit wills. He's not looking for titles to manifest through. He's looking for yielded vessels of any title or no title whatsoever. I'm going to tell you the best title you can have is son or daughter anyway. Glory to God. But listen, but as the church does, Well, who is so-and-so to try to dare to stand up and say, I have a word for the church? I mean, he's just a construction worker. She's just an accountant. Well, I mean, she was, he was just born again a year ago. You know, she's been divorced, you know. Gosh, it's really sad to me. And I've lived this for so many years. So please, please hear me. Just be ready. Be open. Be a vessel that Holy Spirit can work through. And yes, yes, even if somebody has the title or not, always be ready to judge what anybody says or does by the word of God, either way. So we have healing by the gifts and operation or healing by faith, and both can and will be, uh, can and will use the same methods of, of ministering the power. For example, laying on of hands, that's a method that's used, whether it's a, the gift in operation or if it's simply healing by faith, that's a means to transfer the power. So when it's the gift, it's not like some new method where you're going to stand on your head and spin three times because, well, it's the gift in operation, so it's different. No, it's the same methods 
will be applied many times as a delivery system. So again, don't, don't, don't think that just because, don't be looking for the sign to be that healing's gonna come a different way when it's the gift in operation compared to just me operating out of the knowledge I know by faith. Right, so don't so don't think. Well, I can't lay hands on him. I mean, because I can do that by faith. You know, no, no, no. It'll, it'll still be the same delivery methods that God's going to use. Don't be looking for some weird new method because it's the gift. So some examples. So I can kind of wrap this this particular uh, teaching up on on this specifically. Acts three, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms of those who entered the temple who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked for alms and fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He took him by the right hand and he lifted him up and immediately his ankle bones received strength. So he leaping up, he stood and he walked and he entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. All the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew, hey, that's the guy that sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. I love this story. It really paints a few different pictures, that of the modern day church that would much rather toss money at something than actually deal with it. Now, that's not a, that's not a blanket statement, but it is true overall. Most today have not been encouraged to do something about it. That's why. So we don't mind flipping quarters to those that just sit outside the churches in our communities who are suffering. So we'll, we'll, we'll toss a, a buck in that jar for so-and-so's procedure, that next operation and medical expenses, right? Just, just toss, toss in your extra change in there. Let's, let's take up a special offering for so-and-so and because they're going to go get this done and that done. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I, I'm telling you that the church lost something when she became more concerned about building hospitals than healing the sick. But anyway, here was this man, always set up outside the church building, begging for money. Apparently, people gave often. It was a, a, probably a, a very prime begging spot because it says when they approached him, he did expect to receive something. But here we see the gifts of the Spirit in operation because this man expected to receive money. He's expecting to receive money, nothing more, just some more money. So he had really no faith for this. And so Peter and John roll up and moved by the Spirit, says, look up here, silver and gold have I none. And now you got to think this man's expectation may have sunk a little bit for a few seconds. Silver and gold have I none. Well, then what? What what do you have for me? You don't have any silver or gold. But guess what, church? Your money doesn't fix it anyway. It deals with the fruit, but it doesn't deal with the root. Listen, please pray for the sick by faith or the spirit in operation. But please step out and do something. This guy's like, hey, money. Oh, wait, what? No, silver and gold I have none, but... But what? But such as I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus. Friends, you always have a name. Now, let me flip this a little bit. He said, I have something, the name of Jesus, rise and walk. Now, we know the name works, don't we? We know the name works. We have faith in that delivery system, no problem. This man, he didn't know. And then what? He gives this man a way to receive the gift by reaching his hand down to this man, right? Because the man didn't just jump up. What happened? It took faith on behalf of the minister to say, now I'm settled on this baby right here. And I can see that you don't have any faith for it. That's fine. You're expecting to receive some money, but I'm telling you, you're going to arise in the name of Jesus. And then it says he reached down. Now, what's, what, what would you do if somebody reaches down to you? Your automatic response is to reach up to them. He's giving him an opportunity to hook up to the move of God that's taken place. He reaches down fully expecting, I'm about to pull you up to your feet. 
He gives him a way to receive the gift given by reaching his hand down to this man. And of course, we know the implied action is take my hand and stand to your feet. Listen, do you have enough faith in the gifts to say, well, it's here. It's here, so I'm now gonna apply what faith I have and believe that God's gonna do his part and I'm gonna do my part and I'm gonna take action. I mean, that's pretty bold to stretch out your hand to somebody and imply that you're gonna walk. That man took his hand and boom, strength in his feet and ankle bones and his muscles must have found strength too to be able to jump and leap and run. I was in New Mexico at a church and I was about 15 minutes into preaching. The back door opened and a young man in his, I would say in his 20s, was trying to get a woman in a wheelchair into the doorway, later found out it was his mother. But he wasn't having great success. He's, he's causing a bit of a commotion, hitting the sides. You can't get her in the door, you know. Somebody finally got up and helped him and her into, into there. And so they, he pushes her right up to the front, uh, to my left, if, I, if you're facing the crowd. If you're up preaching, it'd be to my left. So it came time for ministering to the sick part of the service, and so a group had gathered up at the front to be prayed for, and this young man had, some, uh, had pushed this lady, who I found out, again, was his mother, to the front as well. And, uh, well, to say that they had faith wouldn't be true. They came hoping that maybe something could happen, but, of course, she'd been prayed for before and nothing. But somebody had told her, hey, this guy's coming, you ought to come, you know, and invited her. And so, uh, but she's been ministered to before, nothing had taken place. So I recognized immediately that the gift was in operation through me, right? I didn't say anything to her to try to, to build her faith uh, at that moment. I just simply walked over. I knew, I knew I could tell that the gifts of the Spirit were in operation. Again, just from an inner witness. So I kneeled down in front of that wheelchair. I took her right foot. I lifted it up in my hand and I moved that foot rest and I put her foot on the floor. I took her left foot and I did the same thing, placing it on the floor, folding that foot rest up. And I said, ma'am, silver and gold have I none. But such as I do have, I command you to arise right now in the name of Jesus Christ. And I reached my hand down and she took my hand and she stood to her feet. I said, walk with me. And she took about two steps with me across the front and she let go of my hand and took off running and laughing and jumping and crying and her son is crying. And Well, coming to find out she had a disease that settled into her hips where it ate away at the bones in her hips. She had no hip sockets or bones there. They'd scheduled her for a surgery to totally rebuild out of plastic, basically this pelvic region of her body with hips. But no need. God miraculously healed that woman on the spot and gave her new bones and strength in her muscles, just like the story in Acts 3. That was the gift in operation as she had no faith at that time. But God sought her out and healed her body. Now, many, uh, many folks after seeing that did come to the faith. Now it was easy as anything to get the rest of them healed that night because they had seen it. They saw it. They heard it. Now what? Boy, they're ready to receive it. And by faith, many were miraculously healed that night. So I say that Holy Spirit um, is so good that many who aren't quite there, aren't quite ready to receive by faith, well, it's not hopeless. It's not hopeless. Don't ever judge a book by its cover to feel the nudge to do something and say, I don't know if they believe like I believe. I mean, I... I don't know that they have faith for this. I know faith is important. Guys, listen, it very well could be prompting you by the Spirit of God that a gift is in operation at that moment. I, listen, you, you miss every shot you don't take. I think it's worth taking the shot that when you feel that rise up in you, it quite because I'm telling you most of the time, we won't take the shot. And so what are we doing? We're missing every time. I think it's totally worth taking the shot. And let's say you missed it. Let's say Holy Spirit, uh, wasn't manifesting one of the gifts. Well, what's the opportunity you have? Now you have an opportunity to at least talk to them and possibly build faith into them anyway. So I, to me, it's a win-win. It's a win-win. 
So Holy Spirit can and will manifest these gifts so they too can be healed while others who have faith, well, they can move and receive by faith. And let me say this. It does not mean that you have to be fully persuaded in that I know my cancer is going to totally disappear right now. When you lay hands on me, I, I just know that this thing's going to be gone. It's going to fall off my body. No, maybe, maybe you can't go there. But what if you came forward and said, look, I don't know how, I don't know what, but I know this, nothing is impossible with God. And I believe it possible, quite possible right here that God will heal me. Well, let me tell you something. God will meet you right where you are, friends. So what am I saying? Use the faith you have. That's mustard seed faith. And I'm going to tell you, even that's enough to be able to receive a miracle. But also be open to be ready to use to be used by God. When those gifts are in operation, you'll know it. Don't ignore it. Recognize it. Don't, don't try to explain it. Simply move and allow Holy Spirit to use you as the vessel to bring healing to the people. On the other hand, no need to wait. If you see somebody, you see that need physically, move by faith, move through faith, initiate the healing, and always be prepared to minister to them and explain a few things if need be, to give them that faith that comes by the hearing, hearing by the word of God. Come on, friends, you got this. Either way, it's a win. You got this. That's all the time I have for today. Thank you for joining me on the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Until next time, I'll always be attempting the ridiculous, and I'll be achieving the miraculous. Hey!